Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, joined by Mara Levinsky, who is in Los Angeles. Hi, Mara. Hi, Stephanie. Today, we are going to be talking to Days of Our Lives' is Christopher Sean, Chandler Massey, and Freddie Smith. But first, Mara, I want to hear what you've been doing on your trip. Well, I am out here for the Emmys. Uh, and the build-up to the Emmys is always a fun time because I get to visit the General Hospital set, and they just so happen to be taping the nurses' ball. I got to spend a great morning over there uh, getting a preview of some really gorgeous gowns, and I got to share an absolutely lovely lunch with Kimberly McCullough, who's reprising the role of Robin just in time for the ball, and Vanola Hughes, who plays Anna. Uh, it was so fun not only to get to look at everything in their gowns, but in particular to see Kirsten Storms whose character Maxie is pregnant in her maternity gown. She looked absolutely amazing. Uh, but the, you know, the belly bumps that they give these ladies are so realistic. She said a lot of the extras who were on set uh, playing attendees of the ball thought that she was really pregnant and were offering her chairs and <laughs> opening doors for her. And she, I was like, oh, you should milk it. And she was like, oh, I'm not telling them I'm not pregnant for sure. So that gave me a giggle. It was so great to see Jackie Zeman too, uh, who plays Bobby. And we took pictures together and then realized, oh, wait, she can't post them because they are going to show her gown. And, you know, the fashion is, of course, top secret until the show airs. So she grabbed a pillow and covered herself with the pillow and took a picture to put on uh, social media, which uh, made me giggle as well. It's a very ingenious solution. Love that. And um, I understand you also went to the nominee's cocktail reception. How was that? That was such a great evening. Uh, that is such a great party because it's held at the Hollywood Museum, which is a really funky place filled with memorabilia. And it's more casual, of course, than the Emmys themselves. So there's, you know, a lot of great fashion and everyone, you know, turned out in great looks. And, uh, it's, you know, it's all four shows are represented. It's nominees, it's, you know, cast members who wanted to just be there to support the nominees. So there were just everywhere you looked were reunions taking place and people you hadn't seen in a long time and people you had never met. Uh, for instance, I got to meet Josh Swickard, who plays the new cop Chase on General Hospital. He came with Michael Mueller, who is the new Kyle on The Young and the Restless, and they have been friends for years. They were both absolutely darling. I can't wait to talk about the Emmys in our next podcast. 
Uh, but this week, we are really focused on May sweeps. So the shows have some big stories planned, and we have a huge preview in the issue that's on sale. And I have to say, I am pretty excited about Young and the Restless because Jack is going to find out that he is not a biological abbot, which I didn't think was going to happen so quickly. I know. I mean, Mel Young has really made a point, I think, of having a rapid fire pace to his storytelling, which is great news for fans who hate to see things dragged out, right? Uh, I really can't wait to see Peter Bergman's performance uh, when that, you know, finally airs that big moment. You know, at that show, there's a tradition of really keeping stories like close to the vest for years. I mean, it took so long for it to come out that Drusilla and Malcolm had had that like one night uh, stand on cold medicine. And that's when Lily's paternity came into play. But it wasn't until like years later. Yeah, it was over a decade for that to come out. And we saw how long it took for the truth about Ashley to come out. And that didn't happen. It didn't become public until Mal took over and said, let's pick up the pace here. It's pretty great. What can you tell us is going to be happening on GH? Well, General Hospital in May is, uh, I think, that you know, largely focused on build to bringing this the secret of Peter's identity to a big climax. That story involves so many different characters from Maxie to Anna to Valentine. Uh, to Robert Scorpio, and uh, it's, you know, it's interesting because the nurse's ball falls in May, and what better place, you know, to, to reveal a big secret than in a room filled with every major player in town, and the nurse's ball is that moment for General Hospital every year, and I asked uh, the head writers of the show if, you know, they kind of work backwards and say, all right, these are the things that we want to happen at the ball, and let's plot accordingly. And they said it's a little bit of a mix, you know, that they do have an idea of what they want to bring to a boil at the poll, uh, but that they don't necessarily like work backwards. But I think it's clear if you read that preview uh, that a lot of different things, be it a love triangle, be it a secret, be it a marriage proposal, are, are definitely things to look out for when the nurses ball hits. Things are going to be moving equally quickly on B&B because Hope and Liam are going to get engaged. But then across the dial on Days of Our Lives, John and Marlena, who I feel like have been engaged for probably a couple of years by now, are mm-hmm. going to finally start talking about their wedding. Um, so when I spoke to Ron Carlovati, he said that when he started the show, which I believe was somewhere around early 2017 that he started really writing, he realized that they had been engaged since he started. So he's moving ahead with actually <laughs> building toward a John and Marlena wedding, which I think is really funny because I feel like back in the day, you had to wait so long for couples to get together. And it was always those the small moments and then the big moments you'd be waiting for. So first, like, their dates or their first kiss, then their first, you know, lovemaking, and then the engagement, and then the wedding was always the hugest deal. And like I said with Hope and Liam, I mean, to these days, you don't really get that as much. Things are a little quicker. And I don't know. Are you a fan of waiting or having a story play out quickly? Well, I think, I mean, I certainly remember how big all of those milestones felt, you know, back in the day when they really did take their time. And I think that that made it more special, you know, that you had to wait for them to get the sheets. You had to wait for them to have the big wedding. Uh, I think B&B moves so quickly and, you know, marriages come and go like in the blink of an eye on that show that for me, it's, it's you know, it's harder, I guess, 
to get really, really excited about those big moments, whereas wild horses couldn't keep me away from this John and Marlena wedding that we've been waiting for eons to finally take place. And I will say that Ron says it's not going to be like some, you know, living room wedding. It's going to be a big deal. So that is definitely something to look forward to. Some other news on days. Big casting. Jen Lilly is finally going to start airing again as Teresa. And the show has also put Robert Scott Wilson, who plays Ben, the homicidal maniac, on contract. So he's going to be back. Um, the thing with Jen Lilly is she's coming back short term for a few months. And they've been doing this with a lot of characters. They've done it with Ali Sweeney, who is also back filming. And... I like that. I And Martha Madison and Brandon Beamer, Sean and Bell come in and out. And I feel like that's more like real life. Because in real life, you know, you get visitors from out of town. And so they could stay for a few weeks. They could stay for a few months. And I think that it makes it really exciting because, A, you never know who's going to show up. And I think it just grounds the show in a sense that it makes the canvas feel more full. I, I absolutely agree. Um, and I also think, I mean, you know, in in life, you know, if a family member moves away they would probably come back for a wedding or for a birth or for a funeral. So I, I love it when we do see, you know, particularly people who still have major family members in a soap town actually show up for some, some of these big moments. And obviously when the character gets to stay for several months and can really impact story, that's great. You know, it injects new life into the show and is also great for, fans of a character like a Sammy Brady who's so important and whose absence is so felt. Yeah, I mean, I've heard people say, oh, but if they only bring them back for a few months, then it's just like, what's the audience's appetite? And then they're upset when they leave. And I don't know that I agree with that. Like, especially with the way that they incorporated Allie the last time, you know, to come back for this whole story of the Chandler reveal and that Will is alive. And it felt like she was there for quite a while. And I think... When it's a few months, you know, you really can get into a meaty story. And even the, even with Sean and Belle, like when Hope went to visit them in Hong Kong, you know, you're like, oh, right, Sean and Belle. Like, so nice to see them. We could say the same thing about JT on Young and the Restless. I mean, he was only back for what ended up being like three or maybe three and a half months. And that story was huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no arguing that the impact that he had in that short term is so major. And look at General Hospital, too. I think of Kimberly McCullough as an example I would, you know, we know Kimberly McCullough, who uh, is pursuing a directing career, is not willing to commit full time to the show at this point, but she's so happy to pop in for visits. And I would so much rather see Robin from time to time and have her be there for those, you know, touchstone moments with characters like Anna and Maxie than not see her at all. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I agree. Well, speaking of Days of Our Lives as Will, we are going to get his portrayer on the phone, Chandler Massey, along with Freddie Smith, who plays Sonny, and Christopher Sean, who plays Paul. Well, hello, Chandler, Christopher, and Freddie. Thanks for hello. Thanks for checking oh. in today. Let's start with Christopher. Congratulations. Big news about a new project you're working on. Yeah, I'm pregnant. It's crazy. Oh, my God. No, I can't believe no. it. <laughs> <laughs> now it's three men and a baby. It's real. It's happening. <laughs> no, uh, thank you very much. I'm really, really happy. I can't say too much, but uh, I can definitely say that I am now part of the Star Wars family, which is huge. I know. That's incredible. Thank you. First of all, um, Freddie and Christopher, you were working so nicely together in a big story, and then Chandler came back. So what do you remember about that, and how did you feel when you heard the news? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Paulson, you know, it was really great that we built uh, such a great relationship, and, um, you know, the, it, it was perfect timing in a, in a dramatic sense for uh, Chandler to come back and Will to be here, and 
it's always amazing working with Chandler and he just brings so many dynamics to the to the screen and so I was just really pumped to get this love triangle going <laughs> Christopher you know at first I was very hesitant because there was a stigma about Will that I was terrified of he's gorgeous and he's spontaneous and he's dangerous and uh, he lived straight up to that so working with him now <laughs> I found that he is like TNT he's dynamite um <laughs> That's why he's nominated for an Emmy. He is the man. He's amazing. And uh I, I was very I was very, very upset actually, uh, to see Paulson kinda hit the fan and be shredded up as it was. However, I think Paul will always have deep down in his heart love for Sonny. Um and you know, the the, the love that he has now for Will is uh even better is quite <laughs> lovely. It's like horchata. It's delicious. You know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful drink. <laughs> um, and Chandler, how did you feel coming into this dynamic? Uh, well, I, I was really excited because I, I got to a uh, re-explore. I, you know, I've already worked with Freddie for, for many years prior. So kind of um, come back to that dynamic that I already knew worked really well. But then also, uh, work with someone I'd never worked before in Christopher and sort of explore how that uh, played out on 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 screen. Um, so it was it was cool both ways. Now, there are a lot of fans out there. Some want Harita, some want Paulson, some are Wilson. Um, how does it make you feel that all three of these pairings really strike such a chord with the audience? I think it, I think it ultimately shows um, just progression in general, because I know when Chandler and I started off with the, with uh, telling this love story, you know, there was kind of a, you know, not a hesitation at all, but just we we, we, we didn't know what the outcome would be um, uh, in the sense of telling a, a love story between two men. And and I got to say, I think Chandler feels the same way. I mean, we were overwhelmed with positivity and people latched onto it. And I was just so proud to be a yeah. part of it because it was done so well. And and to go from like being, being talked about as the first, you know, uh, gay storyline to now having a love triangle between three men and everyone's taking sides. It's like just showing that we're like every other couple on soap operas, like love triangles are what's up. And I just love that we've come so far and I'm, I'm just so proud of, of how society is moving forward. And we've been able to be a part of that um, with the writing and telling the story and just everything over here on days. It's been great. Now you obviously all get along pretty well. How would you describe your dynamic on and away from the set? I'll take that question. And this is uh, completely 100% no, you will not. truthful. <laughs> I don't like either of them at all. I hate them and they stink. No, they're great. Honestly, uh, love hanging out with Freddie. I just did his podcast, The Freddie and Alyssa Show, which was awesome. We just sat and talked about life and, and great, great just things that we're working on and, and aspirations and, and ways to focus on success. And, and that's just things I love to talk about. And then... Chandler and I, like I said, we, we play video games together on the PlayStation 4. Uh, he'll come to my house and play games, or, or we'll play Dungeons & Dragons on Sunday. Like, he's, they're both just, if I ever had the time to hang out with them, all I'd want to do is spend time with them. They're so freaking fun. Do you think it helps your dynamic on screen to get along so well off screen? Absolutely. I think any relationship... Um, whether it's a hateful relationship or a loving relationship, will permeate onto screen. Um, any mannerism that they do 
whether you like it or hate it, it shows in your natural reaction, which will then change your delivery of your line. So it's, yeah, absolutely. The, the chemistry is very important. And because we get along so well, it really shows on screen and it and it's translated into love because that's what we have. We have the best bromance out there. Um, now, who started the Instagram stories? <laughs> we all we actually all decided that we were going to shoot them together. And then Freddie bailed. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No. Dressing room session. <laughs> Dressing room session. Yeah, no, we all decided together. Uh, really, Chandler, I think Chandler was kind of heading, heading, forefronting it. And then we all just started to decide, like, this is great. We should do sketches while we're out here. And, and Chandler and I were working more together than Freddie. So when we had Freddie around, we were like, let's shoot. Let's get you, you know, let's keep you involved. But he was there from the beginning. And we were, this is all our own brainchild, yeah. Freddie and Christopher, um, you you bring your girlfriends a lot to events. Do they? So Chandler, I don't know if you're dating anyone at the moment, so that's why I'm not hey, directing I, this I actually, to you. I have, a, I, have a new, I have a new girlfriend. I want to give, give her a shout out. Her name is Tristan. All right. No way, really? Congratulations, yeah. man. We had we I'll had like killed her. Sorry, you got drowned out. What were you going to say about Tristan? Oh, I'm just saying that we we had our official uh, the official um, let's be boyfriend girlfriend talk a few days ago. Okay, nice, dude. That's so huge. Well, I was going to ask: Do the ladies in your life um, give you input on scenes that you do together, or your love scenes? Do they have anything to say about them? Um, in reference to my relationship, uh, I if I ever have like any kissing scene, I just I don't work with my girlfriend on the scene. Uh, for the most part, I'll just kind of like work on my own. Um, it, she she's just kind of got tired of me saying, "Oh, I love it, Freddie. Uh, I love it, Chandler." Like she's like, "Keep that out of keep that out of our, our bedroom." <laughs> and 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 my girlfriend says this publicly, so she's not going to care I say this, but I, um, you know, she's just super supportive in in the sense of understanding the the work schedule and what I do, and and she loves me and supports me, and she's proud of me. Um, but we kind of just like, it's kind of like my thing, you know, and she enjoys coming to events and, and, you know, seeing everyone that she knows and, and, you know, uh, supports me and comes and, and just always looks beautiful and amazing and, uh, is really great on the carpet and just has fun at the events. Um, but she kind of, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, this is what, what Freddie does for work. So she's really not that big of a part of it when it comes to like the behind the scenes or knowing like what's going on in the story or anything. So we just kind of have it like separate. And it was really interesting because I had a there was a fan yesterday at the at the uh, the the, the, nom- the nominee reception. It was really crazy because this this woman came up to me and she's like, "Oh my god!" And she was like singing my praises and she was so happy to meet me. And Alyssa told me later, she's like, "It's so crazy because like when you go to work, you go to work, and sometimes I forget just like, oh my gosh, like what you do is so amazing and like you're such an amazing talented actor." And it's like she got to like see this other part of me, you know? Like mm-hmm. when you go to work and come home, it's kind of like, "What'd you do at work today?" I was like, "Oh, it was good. I worked with so and so." So it's just, it's kind of crazy, but we just kind of have our own things and we support each other. And that was my long-winded answer. No, that <laughs> was a good one. Though, mm-hmm. I, I think Freddie and Chandler are both probably the most humble guys on set. Like, they don't come in with any ego. No, I'm, I'm way humbler than Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> way humbler. Wait, doesn't that statement make it not more humble? That is a paradox. But no, really, they, they're like literally the two of the most humble humblest uh, of actors like you come to work and they're just like hey what's up yeah just living life you know while the other actors are like i don't want to state names and i don't want to put anyone under the bus 
but these people no i'm kidding no, <laughs> uh, no. but no but the, you know there's always those people that are like yeah i'm an actor uh, what of it it's just a job and i love that i love that mentality it's so humble and they they gracefully live that life what does it mean to the three of you that this story is not being told as a quote-unquote gay story it really is just a love triangle yeah, no, it's 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 incredible. You know, it's it's um, you know, like I like I mentioned earlier, like could kind kind of blend both of those um those answers is is just you know, we've been able to watch the progression of it and we've been a part of that and to see just how far we've come uh is is truly incredible and and that's the kind of questions that we get now. And I, and I realized that it was rel- obviously hugely relevant at the beginning when it's like, "Oh, you're playing the first openly gay character, the first gay storyline." Like that's what was talked about the first two years, which was important to talk about. That's a hot topic. We're just be, we're just like every other couple, and and uh, and we're really prominent too. Like I love that we're like prominent in the story. Um, I've been working with like all the like I think I've worked with almost everybody on the show now. Like it's we're all very mixed in with different things, and, and we're getting older, and um, we've just really been integrated to the show. And and uh, you know when you're on the show for this many years, you look back and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe it's been you know seven years, and it's just like been awesome every step of the way so we're just very lucky to have it and and that the writing and the story is good and and we just go and do what we're what we're supposed to do is tell a great story and affect the audience in a in a way that has them on twitter going and fighting for relationships so it just shows we're doing a good job and just to touch up on that it's also great because it's uh it is a natural there's a regular occurring thing in life and a lot of people write into me saying thank you for telling my story the way it's not um, placated, it's not exaggerated. This is this, this. You are acting the way I am in, in life, you know. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. It's it's we're telling a proper love story. Yeah, I, I think it allows us to 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 have really explore like the depth in each character rather than just being the gay guys, you know. Um, we're, we're not, you know, it allows us to be more than just two dimensional and sort of explore and show like sort of the universality of love. Now, separate from each other, who are your favorite actors to have scenes with? I love Drake Hogeston, love Daniel DeKim. Um, both of them are phenomenal actors who have really helped me in my career. For me, I, I know this is probably too generic, but, um, but in general, like it's, there, there, there's some, there, there's a connection with each person that we work with, and and I enjoy well, when I get a script. I'm like, oh great, it's it's going to be, you know, because like someone like me, Christopher Chandler, work together often, or Judy and Wally work together often. Um, Billy, I work with him, um, but like sometimes I'll be like, oh, I get to work with Martsoff today, or I get to have a few words with Galen today, or I get to talk to, you know, with Marcy, or like, it's just really cool. Like I just love being able to to sit there because you also relationship build like when you work with people you go in your dressing room and you spend you know 30 minutes running lines and catching up and getting to know each other so i love that aspect of building the relationship on screen but also off screen so i enjoy working with everybody i I find it uh we have such a great cast here and good people and everyone's professional so i love it i mean well everything that freddie said of course but anytime i get to work with allison uh i i love and cherish it because you know she's kind of she she comes off and, and on but it's just the thing about Allie is that she, when I first came on the show, she was in like every episode, you know, she, she had every day, she had just so much dialogue. Sammy was involved, had her hand, had her fingers in every single like pot, boiling, bubbling pot in Salem. And um, she just through it all, I mean, she didn't, 
crack once under the workload, but she was also always like, so nice and positive, and she was like the consummate professional. And I sort of tried or have been trying to model my work persona around around hers because it's just she was like she led by example. Now, when we had spoken last, you said that you all come to work knowing your lines. Is there one of you who comes to work super prepared? Not me. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't. <laughs> um, I mean, we're. I think we're all prepared. We we know the workload. We know what's at stake, and we know that as a machine here, that there's a lot of people involved in us being prepared and professional and showing up with a good attitude and ready to work. Um, so, you know, we all come in very prepared and then we just really polish it in the dressing rooms or in the makeup room where we can just run it. And this way we know our beats and then we can just make, you know, choices um, on the actual takes so that though we know it well, we can still surprise each other and make each of us, you know, have a genuine reaction. So, um, yeah, but yeah. I think I think the main word that you said there was polish because you said Paul. <laughs> so knowing that you said it i'm gonna say it myself i come oh. the most prepared <laughs> yeah well, I, I think i think we all have different styles of preparation you know but i mean what we all we all of course like you know we're we get paid to do this we all have to come in prepared but it's cool to see i mean the the, the way each of us prepares is sort of is 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 different but it uh which it all sort of works together when we come on screen which of you is the least likely to flub a line i'll tell you you know here's the thing if somebody were to flub a line we know the scenes so well because we all do come so overly prepared that we actually save each other and or pick up the line for each other so really we're called the straight to tape game because even if we do make a mistake we save it and they take it and they're like that's a good one. Let's go on next one. So actually, yeah. Christopher, uh, I chose. I was when I was choosing my Emmy reel. I chose a scene where Christopher uh, messed up. I, he, he had like a, a <laughs> it. It was straight to tape. He was talking about being a professional baseball player, but like he combined professional. It was like for, it was like for a, for, a, for a baseball or something like that. <laughs> it, it, it kept it because they're going straight to tape. I'm like, yes, I'm putting that in the scene. So I'll see. <laughs> that he messed up there it's really not for his win it's really just to embarrass me and shame me in front of everyone at the event um who has the best dressing room of the three of you actually all of all of us suck in terms of in terms of dressing rooms i feel like mine mine might be the biggest yeah by far but it's I, we didn't put any work. I think, but you, I don't have any decorations. Mine was left from, from Mancy, from Kate Mancy, whatever she had, or if anyone else was in there in between, but um, I haven't decorated. I think, Chris, do you have some personal stuff in there, though? Everything I have in my room is a collection of items given to me from fans, and I just kind of like, I present them all to show how much I'm loved to anyone that is in my room, <laughs> so my own shrine to myself. Look how much I'm, Chandler, remember you I put together a bed in your dressing room oh, one God. year? Yeah, I got I, I got in so much trouble for that. It was I like I got I put a queen size bed down there, tried to sneak it down there, I got busted. It took up the entire dressing room too, like that you couldn't you just had um yeah, so I Yeah, for I anyone who hasn't seen your dressing rooms, they're not that big. Queen size seems ambitious. <laughs> yeah. Who who else do you hang out with besides the three of you? Like if we're gonna find you at the set. Um, are you with anyone else besides each other? I'm typically in Drake Hogerson's room. 
man, I'll just hang out and spend hours just chatting with them, even if we don't have scenes together. Um, but if I'm not there, I'm shooting dressing room sessions or creating ideas with Chandler or Freddie. Well, it, it's almost, it's kind of hard. Like we said, the pace is so fast that it's, <laughs> if you're not working with someone in the scenes and usually the, you know, people we work with are each other. It's almost like you don't even really get to see them or you don't have time to hang out with them really. You don't have that much time. Yeah, it's pretty much you just hang out. I think the makeup room is where you just kind of get, like, you kind of say hello and have, like, some banter or exchange some information of, like, what they're not, like, hey, what'd you do over the weekend or whatever. Would you, like, collectively in the makeup room is where it's popping. And that's where you can kind of see everyone. And then, like Chandler said, like, whoever you work with, like, if I'm working with Judy or Wally, like, you'll go in the dressing room, you'll talk with them for, like, 15, 20 minutes, then you run your lines for 20, 30 minutes, and then you're kind of like, okay, bye. And then, you know, we have to go and have our own, you know, time to like get dressed, get our head clear, maybe, you know, grab food or water, serve some mints or whatever the routine may be. That's kind of mine. And then you just go out in there and, and kick butt. Do you guys have a favorite scene that you've done with one or both of your co-stars? Uh, yeah, I, I, have, I have a lot of favorite scenes. And surprisingly, none of them are shirtless. <laughs> but the favorite scenes I have, um, and this is kind of selfish. This is my favorite scene was my coming out scene um, on days because I got to speak in Japanese and come out. Well, another one of my favorite scenes was the vows I had with Sonny or Paul had with Sonny because I felt so great and natural. And another surprising uh, favorite scene was just talking to Paul and Will, just casual conversation in bed it was very normal and natural, and it was uh, it was it was really great. It was a really great scene. So those three really stand out in my mind. Freddie or Chandler? For me, and I know Chandler, we, we he mentioned this the other like a couple weeks ago or a month ago. Um, one of our favorite scenes was I don't even remember what we were doing, but just how it felt. There was something super real about where the whole like writing the New Year's resolution in the can. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it was like? That was like years. That was that was years ago. Um, I don't know if it was like I don't know what there. There was just something really special. Like every now and then, for some reason, like there'll just be something extra special that goes on in a scene that just really stands out to you. And um, but it's a variety, you know. Like when we were drugged at that that party, and we were like had to play like we were like you know drugged up and on Halo (laughs) on Halo. Like that was really fun. Like. I love like, you know, we're having struggles with like um, with uh, with Vincent and like that was really fun. Um, And then, of course, like those pivotal moments of like the weddings. And I mean, it's all really awesome. if You really think about it. Like sometimes collectively you can't really comprehend it. But if you really break down to somebody what's been going on, I'm like, holy cow. There's a lot happening. But when you break it day to day, that's all you see. You're like, okay, today I got these six scenes. I got to do this. We're doing this. Let's do that. But when you actually look at like what we've already filmed or like three months back and you like break it down, it's like, wow, there's a lot going on. So I don't know. I just, I just like it. It's just all, it's all good. I, uh, so, so that the new year's resolution scene for me stands out just because it felt so we sort of like, we both surprised each other. Um, and it just felt so authentic. Also another scene that Freddie and I did, it was a while ago as well. Uh, like a Halloween scene where we were, we were dressed up. We had capes and like these funny, you know, like the glasses with like the bushy eyebrows and like the big nose. Oh yeah. We just remember we put those on and we just like had like a normal scene, but with those. And then we we were shooting silly string at each other. Remember that? Yes, 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 yes. That was, that was so much fun. And then it was all down downhill from there, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, and, and 
I really like uh, – oh, my – Christopher plays, like, discomfort so well. He's the best person I've ever, best I've ever seen. So, like, when Will is sort of in the beginning courting – Trying, try, like, trying to go after Paul, but you know, Paul still has feelings for Sonny, and you know, and it's, it's like, it's sort of like a cat and mouse game. Um, it's wrong, but like, it's right, and and just like that, that sort of like back and forth. Uh, it was was uh, was was supremely enjoyable to play. Yeah, you know, it was also really funny <laughs> just to pick on Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the uh, the when when I left when when I left him at the altar. <laughs> and you just like look at he's like we cut to Christopher and he's just like just so sad like up at the at the top like this is so mean but he was just so concerned and like but yet didn't overreact like completely was understanding and goes helps but like he just got drugged through the mud and it, yeah. he you know he's just such a phenomenal actor it's always great to watch but I just love like we have these inside jokes and stuff, and that was one of those ones where I was like, I felt truly terrible for Paul and, and his character. Like, I genuinely, when I was reading all this stuff happening and, and us filming it, there was a genuine, like, guilt. It was weird because we, were, we worked for, what, a year together, and everything was perfect, and then I completely just, like, and they just got to you alone. <laughs> Everyone went over to Ben, and you were just alone on the altar. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. You played it Everyone's so well. And yeah, we're all laughing. Also when, uh, <laughs> also when um, I watched, uh, I remember watching when Paul, you know, he sees Will in Memphis and he's battling. You know, it takes him a day as almost inter- internal tor- turmoil because he doesn't want to. You know, once he breaks the news that Will's alive, then it's probably over. But anyway, he does that because he's such a good person. He does the right thing. He tells he tells Sonny in the hospital. <laughs> And then Sonny just like immediately, you know, right before the Sonny's like, let's do it. Let's get back together. You know, I want to commit to you. You know, Will is, it's over. My life is, you know, with you now. And Paul's, yeah, I have to tell you something. Will's alive. And then, and then Sonny immediately just goes, bye, Felicia. And, and, and <laughs> pushes the ring into his chest. Like, yeah. Here's your ring. <laughs> it was pretty yeah. harsh. Yeah. It is. I, don't, I mean, I don't know why it's funny, but it is. But <laughs> it's, it's just so greatly acted by by Sonny, by Chandler, by everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> by Christopher. I think, know, I, I think, yeah, I think we know who is really the most humble person of the three of us. Christopher can't even pat himself on the back <laughs> once. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. We started the whole conversation saying, good job, Christopher. Star Wars. Oh. And it's like, that's enough. That's good. That's right. Bringing it all full circle. Yeah. Um, well, we look forward to seeing what comes next for these three. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I will talk to you guys soon. All right. All right. Take, Take care. Take care. Take Have a good day. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. Pick up your new issue of Soap Opera Digest on sale now and come back next week for another edition of Dishing with Digest. Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. Shell V Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against four main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. 
in engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.